Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game. A-man, no rain from the track when we unite and spit. This is an A-game, better bring your A-game. A-game. Hey now, it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I forgot my computer at home. I didn't realize, or I forgot my computer at school, and I had my school computer here, but I didn't have camo on here. I didn't have the StreamYard password, and none of this occurred to me until about seven minutes ago. So I have been in a <laughs> mad dash to get this thing all connected. So my bad. Yeah, it's all good, man. We uh, we we made it. We're only a couple of minutes late, so not too big of a deal. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for all the folks, the fine folks in the chat. Join us right here on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, you can also listen to us on all of your podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I think Google's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast app. Uh, and then, of course, if you want the show early and ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show uh, and become a premium subscriber. That is the best way possible for you to be able to support the show. It helps us keep, keep the lights on. Uh, and honestly, I before I send this the audio of this show, to rich and rich typically gets it up friday morning maybe friday afternoon for voices of wrestling it's already up in uh, our patreon feed so like you wake up friday morning and boom it's already there in uh, in your patreon feed and then of course we've got a tons of uh, extra bonus content dude i cranked out two uh, brace for impacts over the weekend um one of them was just exclusive on uh, on patreon and then the other one started with patreon and then i uh released it on youtube i'm gonna try to crank out a gd oliva project tomorrow during the day, we'll see what happens. Uh, we started wrestling practice this week, so I've had let's see, it's Thursday night. I've had seven wrestling practices in the past five, four days. Oh, no, shit. three of the high school, three with the kids' club. I'm wiped. Damn, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this is the busy time of year for me, man. So today was my first day back at work since I went back from Missouri. I took extra time off just to kind of recover from uh from all the flights and then, you know, being away from family and all that stuff. And so I go back into work today and they go, what are you doing here? And I go, I work here. I work here. And I'm, I'm starting, yeah, I'm like, I'm starting a new position too. So they were all, we weren't expecting you till Tuesday. And I was just like, so can I just go home? And I go, well, no, since you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no one. And, and I was that. like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I, my leave technically ended today. Uh, and they go, okay, well, we don't really have anything for you, but if you want to, if you want to hang out for a while, we can kind of discuss some stuff about your new position that you will really be starting on Tuesday. So I, I kind of, I worked a little bit in the morning. I came back after lunch, 
my boss had already left for the day because he had to go back in later in the evening for a military function. And um, so I was like, well, shit, I, I actually took off work at like one o'clock today and got got my daughter out of school early. I uh, just went and picked her up out of school like three hours early and just took her to go get ice cream. So that's a awesome. good, good day. Yeah, yeah, it was a good good day over here, man. Yeah. Um, I I see that my video is freezing, so I do apologize about that. No matter where I go, I don't have a good internet connection. Those military uh, internet feeds typically aren't great, is what I've learned over these past couple of years. Yeah, we had yeah. the I had the high school practice, and then the wife dropped the kid off, and then we had our kids practice, and then I had to take him to his grandparents' house, which is forty five minutes from the high school, because he's got he's off school tomorrow for. Veterans Day, I think it is, but we're not. Yeah. My district isn't off. So he was off. So I dropped him off at his grandparents so I can go to work tomorrow. And I think the wife and I are going to have a kid free weekend, which is nice. We haven't had that in a long time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's why I have a, a four day weekend because of uh, Veterans Day. I, with all the craziness going on back home, I just forgot that it was Veterans Day. And I'm like, if I would have planned this out, I, I would have, you know, extended my leave through Thursday. So well, as a, as a um, veteran, well, I'm not going to say thank you because I don't have the day off, but I guess my kid says thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, everybody, thank you guys for joining us. So, uh, dude, we actually got a, um, a jam-packed show. And I, I like today's show. I like today's topics because it's not heavy bitching about AEW, which is what we've done the last two weeks. We actually have some like legitimate news stories. And uh, the first story I want to get into actually dropped after I had already uh, talked to you uh, this morning, JD. Um, big, big stuff happening in the world of uh, WWE, Endeavor, mm -hmm. uh, TKO, um, Vince McMahon news. Let's start it off with some Vince McMahon talk. Um, we have uh, Brandon Thurston right here. So he didn't report this. This was actually, he's just talking about it, but that he is selling um, 8.4 million of his shares in TKO. That's about 30% of, of his roughly 28 million uh, company shares that he holds. Um, and then another report came out later that this was about worth $700 million. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to start this off is because like in September, you and I talked about this. We actually read a variety article on the air talking about Vince McMahon positioning himself to get rid of a lot of his stock. And that process has started today. He sold 30% of his stock. Vince Turner. Um, he seemed to have found himself kind of cut out of his own company. Right. But what I find interesting about this is um, this is not good for the TKO stock to have your largest shareholder dumping 30% of his stock. That's going to create an instability in the market. And what TKO has discovered is while we're praising a lot of, we'll talk about the CW deal with next later. The market doesn't like it. Yeah. Market, yeah. Doesn't, well, market doesn't like it. Market didn't like well, the SmackDown deal either. No. Well, because the projections were much lower. Yeah. They got a huge increase. Um, but the increase wasn't as big as they had all projected, and therefore that's going to make the, the the valuation go down because they were projecting it to be much higher. And and they, Dave was talking about. This. Dave's been you know Dave, people who you always tell people who don't actually listen to Dave because they think Dave praises AEW and hates WWE when it's quite the opposite. Dave's really hard on AEW and has a nothing but praise WWE for the past year and a half, right? Dave was very on a lot of these WWE moves, these TKO moves, I should say, lately, because they're going for the cash now. They're not thinking about what's best for wrestling. Is um, SmackDown's going to get significantly less ratings, significantly less viewers, I should say, on Fox or um, on USA coming to Fox. And moving to the CW is not. Dave is like, this is not good. 
it's not good. They're gonna now. Brian Brian Alvarez convinced that everyone's gonna follow NXT because he is an NXT true believer. But Dave's yeah. uh, Dave's of the opinion that it's not gonna. It's not good. You got, you're on a network with less visibility. Like you're on broadcast, but like, you know, it's not like it's not like WWE has not been on the CW before. You know. Yeah. This is this is the old UPN. This um, is the old UPN. Yeah. Uh, and it's just just under a, just under a new name. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know. I get why everybody's excited about the deal because they they lost Fox, which is on broadcast. So they go to the least watched broadcast network in the CW. Um, but you know the um, the visibility is about the same as USA, but they're getting more money. So you would think WWE would be happy about that. It's like it's not really that big of a trade off, um, and you're getting paid a little bit more. Um, so we'll see how all that works out. But Brandon goes on to say the stock is unsurprisingly down after in after hours trading. Just over eighty dollars right now, but uh, eight point four million TKO shares have a market value of around seven hundred million. Um, so that, uh, and then he, he actually uh, last month. Um, do you think we could play this Ari Emanuel clip right here, or are we get in trouble for that? Play you think? It. No, play it. It's Ari Emanuel. Play it. Okay. Forty percent increase, which was in line with expectation, was good. Two, the PFL situation, and three, probably uh, Vince in our deal wanted to be able to put at any point in time his stock, you know, he's 78 years old, he's been working at this for decades and decades. So I think those three back-to-back issues, I think there's three things that happen. So he, he was talking about the reasons why the stock went down um, and they didn't get the increase that they were expecting with SmackDown. Um, Saudi puts a bunch of money into PFL, which is a direct competitor to, um, to the UFC, UFC. Although PFL has done absolutely dick. When it comes to um, like ratings, they're on ESPN two, which is a big channel. They're getting about the same ratings as Impact. There's been some there's been some episodes that got you know like like close to two hundred thousand, but they're usually hovering around below hundred thousand and in between like seventy thousand and one hundred fifty thousand viewers on on ESPN two for live sports um, and MMA at that. And uh, they have some like decent name fighters there, but now they just got Saudi Arabia to put up to, to pump a bunch of money into their company um, and to sign, you know, some of their big name fighters, but they still haven't done anything yet. So, but they're, they're worried about that. Um, and then of course, Vince, you know, the, the market saw this coming. We covered it back in September that the market saw Vince, you know, dumping his stock. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I get it. He's looking. He's looking to cash out a little bit. Um, talk about ratings real quick. Talk about the PFL ratings. Do you know what the second yeah. highest rated non-sports show was on cable last week? Um, non. I would it be AEW? That would be Dynamite and Raw number one. So yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the what Rick Flair Wolf. Oh gosh, do I still have a share screen on? Yeah, you oh, do. Stop screen. <laughs> oh, I, I was that, about hey. to DM. I was about to DM Scotty. That's I was about the, to DM Scotty the link. <laughs> the greatest, uh, we, the greatest AI masterpiece I've ever seen. Ric Flair, yeah. Wolf. Now we have to put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick Flair, Wolf. Um, so to continue on, um, so before we get into CW, I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio um, yesterday morning, and I found it very interesting that Dave um, stated that uh, that FX was one of the three possible landing spots for raw and then it comes out this morning that fx is now the leading candidate for raw fx a disney-owned company 
you know, we talked about this last year when there were rumors that Disney would be looking to get into the marketplace. And I, I found it very interesting because I think FX is, you know, they're a USA, they're TNT, they're TBS, they're right. They're in line with those, with those stations. It's a huge station that has a, it has either the same or more coverage than those others networks. Um, I think that's a pretty big deal, but it looks like WWE might be sending raw over to FX, man. This is super interesting with Disney in the last two weeks. Disney has acquired the majority of Hulu, which I believe is valued at $8 billion. Disney is also, um, oh shoot, I had one more thing with Disney that they've done that I forgot. What, oh, ESPN announced that they're doing their a la carte spinoff service. That's a Disney property. In, in 2025, yeah. In 2025, but they're gearing up to do that. So Disney is in yeah. spend mode right now, which is odd because they were talking about selling ABC to Nexstar. I still think that's probably going to happen at some point in the next 10 months, you know, 10, there, to 10 months. FX was a, apparently for sale for a while. Like no, that take, was one of the no channels for sale. Yeah. yeah. No, no buys in for FX because FX isn't a prestige network and uh, it's expensive. Right. Yeah. So I think Disney's just, I think Disney's like, fuck it. We'll just go all in, you know, yeah. and just make, if we've got it, I think Disney's attitude is we can't get rid of it. We got it. We'll make it work. Right, so that seems to be what they're at right now. WWE splitting their resources between three networks. It's weird that USA picked up SmackDown and didn't fight to keep Raw. Well, I mean, the deal isn't done yet. They're the they're the front no. runner. FX, you know, USA could come in. You know, Raw is synonymous with USA, and vice versa. Raw has carried that network for thirty years, mm-hmm. um, with a small break when 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 uh when Five Raw years. went to uh went Raw went to Spike, and then it was actually carrying it through the eighties too with uh, with you know Prime Time. Time and the other shows that were on mm-hmm. there. So, um, you know WWE Raw is you know big time on this station. So, um, I don't think that USA would be out of the runner running. I think that it just got leaked to the press that FX is now the front runner, which maybe that'll bring USA back to the table to, to want to spend some more money. Yeah. Stuff leaks on purpose sometimes, especially because we hear this a lot with someone's a front runner and they wind up not being a player. I still think Amazon is more in the running than people think it's all independent if they really want to get in the pro wrestling game or not. Um, I still think because Amazon's been able to secure stuff that they want because they have, they have more cap, more like liquid capital than just about anybody else, and they're willing to spend. So yeah. uh, this next man, they're making a lot of money. They're making so <laughs> much money. Yeah, dude, they're 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 making tons of money, and the fact that they're they're not making even more tons of money to have the price go down to their stock is kind of crazy because you know they're they're insanely profitable at this point. But they're not um, making yeah. the kind of money. Like that's the thing yeah. is like we're talking about this, but they're not doing what the market wants them to do. Like the CW yeah. move is not what the market's like. CW, CW, what are, what are we doing here? And you know they thought the SmackDown got underperformed, forty percent increase. But again, it's less. You get let's be real. SmackDown got canceled. Yes, that's what yeah. happened. And and where where do people hear about that first? Right here on this show, BJ Bethel. Yeah, BJ Bethel from SE Scoops, which I'm hoping to have back on here pretty soon. Came came here and said he had talked. This was back in April, May, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Look, I've been talking to people at Fox, and they're not happy with it. And it looks like they're not going to renew. And people gave us shit. And turns out." You know, our, our source was pretty, pretty much correct. So, um, 
He, Joe been saying, cat- he was saying this for a year prior to this, too. Like, before oh, yeah. he came on our show, he was telling us for a solid year earlier that was like, they're going to be gone. They're not going to make it to Fox. And I kind of thought he was... And it made sense, but Fox keeps winning. Like, it's weird. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, we talk about ratings so much, but what they're not talking about is the fact that pro wrestling, let's be honest, we're a shitball audience, right? We yeah. don't drive yeah. We don't drive the money the advertisers like. So Fox is winning, but, you know, Shark Tank's cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. They, they, would, they would rather have fucking Friday Night Pickleball and, you know, get half the viewership, but twice the ad revenue. You know what I mean? Like... It, it it ad revenue is what they care about the most. Uh huh. And especially because especially broadcast broadcast. I said this last two weeks ago. I think on the show, to uh, advertisers are the lifeblood of television, and the yeah. the sooner people learn to accept that, the better off you are. Like this is why these pipe dreams of of AEW to Fox. Like you guys got to flush that away. Like you don't get rid of the number one and go to the number two. Like you think AEW yeah. is gonna? I mean, they're gonna be significantly cheaper, but you're still not gonna get good revenue for your ads like right and because people need to realize that even if the wrestling show is the number one show on the channel it's probably one of the worst driving in ad revenue right mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the numbers are advertisers don't care because they think that wrestling fans are poor and can't read and mm-hmm. you know and can't and basically can't spend money with their food stamps you know what i mean like that's how they see wrestling fans and even if it's not true, which it clearly isn't, I mean, AEW fans are flying to fucking London to watch a terrible show. Like, that's what they think. <laughs> like, at percent, yeah. WWE for for all the for all the work that they've done in changing public perception of pro wrestling over the last thirty years, there's some stigmas that can't be shook. And that's one of them. Yeah, and and, that, and that's and that's the unfortunate thing. Um, so yeah, we we've already talked about it a couple of times. WWE NXT. They're going to the CW network. Rumor is they'll still be on Tuesdays, but um, I think USA, if they're spending tons of money on SmackDown, I think they're going to want to get that off Friday night. I, I think that uh, Tuesday or Wednesday would be a better night for SmackDown than uh, than fucking Friday. And I, and then Dave Dave talked about that on his show. So that's not really like an original thought that I had, but I, I do agree. So maybe, maybe that gets moved around. I, I don't know. But a lot of people looking at this as kind of a lateral move because CW has about the same amount of coverage. But here, here's the thing. I don't know that many people with an antenna on their roof, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of package, a lot of cable packages don't have CW. Um, so yeah, like, well, people can get the channel for free by putting an antenna on their roof. Like I personally have not had an antenna on my roof in a very long time. And so, um, unless it came with whatever cable package I had at that point, I would just would not have CW. So it's not, you know, it's not as easy to get as people would think. It's not as, acce- I mean, it's accessible, but it's also not, it's not Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. No, they're, right. they're trying to change that with all the addition of live sports. Now they got, you know, ACC college football. They got the Saudi golf folks. Uh, they got inside the NFL, which was canceled by Showtime and they canceled by Paramount Plus and CW picked it up. So, and they're trying to do a bunch of different like reality TV shows that have been canceled by some other streamers. So they're trying. Um, and this is one of the things they're going to do to, to get people to join. But, um, you know, it, it's just one of, one of those things. Like I, I don't know that they're going to get the same numbers, but I'm going to be interested to, to find out. Well, it's interesting because, um, apparently it came out today too, that the CW approached Tony Khan about ring of honor, in 2022 he yeah. just said he said sorry no buys 
that would have been a good place for Ring of Honor. It would have been a great place for Ring of Honor. Like I, they, I think he was just it, he's just remaining loyal to WBD. Which know? I think is the move. Because they don't have their TV deal set yet. And everything is everything is underperforming what it probably would have been a year ago. I don't want to say the sports bubble has burst, but yeah. I think wrestling is I think wrestling fans are getting a uh a nice little dose of reality. Like I've heard some people say, Oh, we're in a boom. And I, I've been, I've been hesitant to call it a boom. It's doing well, but this ain't 1985, man. Um, no. So I don't just based on this day, AEW, as long as war, as long as Warner doesn't win the raw sweepstakes, and in which case they, nothing might change the lawsuit. There's a major lawsuit. And I'll be honest with you. This version of the WWE, this TKO WWE doesn't seem to give a shit about exclusivity the way Vince did. It doesn't seem I, like they run business the way Vince McMahon did. Well, they don't because, you know, we talked about PFL earlier. Mm. PFL, the biggest competitor to the UFC on ESPN, where the UFC is. It's on ESPN and ESPN Plus, which is the same broadcaster that UFC runs everything through. So um, I don't I don't think they're going to have those exclu- exclusivity clause. And that's why, you know, we're, we're going to talk about NWA in a sec. But, um, you know... It, you know, the whole thing is just, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that the NWA or not NW, that the CW deal is bad, but I don't think it's like that crazy good of a deal. And honestly, when it came out, what numbers that they're looking at, like, like a more than like a 70% upgrade from what they were getting, which is about 15 million a year, what they're, I, I thought they were getting way more money than that from uh, USA for yes. NXT. Now, color me skeptical on this whole thing, too, but it was reported. I, I went back and dug. It was reported that the NXT deal was between 25 and 30 in 2019 when that moved to USA. So yeah. there's some funky math from someone at some point, either four years ago or now. Like the value of what NXT was getting has changed. So I don't know. I don't trust anybody. Um, now, Tony Khan had to make his deal. He's all about he he has to be all about WBD. Has to yeah. be. Well, I mean, does he does he have to be? Does he does he have any maybe he has some inside knowledge? Maybe somebody from WWE WBD was like, hey, if you take this Ring of Honor channel to fucking CW, you're gone. Can like, I can I go very back into my conspiracy territory that I think WBD owns part of AEW? Yeah, I know he but, says they don't, but he's a pro wrestling guy, and pro wrestling guys lie all the time. Yeah, but uh, Ring of Honor is a Tony Khan owned operation, and it's not under that AEW umbrella. Yeah, but um, why shake? But you don't want to shake the tree when you don't, you know. There's, I, I just find it to be it's like a weird insecurity there that he wouldn't want to put a separate company on a separate network that's not really a competitor to the co- to the network he's on. You know what I mean? It, I think it's just, just it's just a weird thing. Yeah, but it's securing your bets though, right? Because this next we've been talking about it for two years. This next deal is the lifeblood of the company. If they don't get a good deal, they're done, right? Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily yeah. from WBD. I think they're trying to make their partners happy with WBD because WBD's been there from jump. And I think Tony's like, you know, I got to ride this horse until she bucks. And I think he did think about that. But I think you're right. I think they're in a middle bit. Hey, man, if you're gonna go somewhere else, maybe we go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, well, they're, um, it's just so weird. They're like, WWE is like, we don't want anything to fucking do with this Ring of Honor. But if you take it anywhere else, you're fucking gone. I just, I just, I just find weird. that to be weird. Yeah, I just find that to be weird. And I don't know that I completely believe that. Um, but look, he turned down even talking to the CW. So he must, he must think that uh, if he even goes to anywhere else with a secondary product that is not really AEW affiliated, then he would get in trouble or something. Or at least, I don't know, not in trouble, but at least, like, you know, maybe jeopardize the relationship. 
Like he yeah. feels that way for a reason, and they're not in a position of strength, especially now. Yeah, well, like you were saying, like um, you know, at one point we thought the billion dollar TV deal coming, but now that WWE is not getting the increases that that we thought that they were going to be getting, um, and it looks like other sports properties are not going to be getting the significant increases that they thought they were going to be getting. I think it's very, very highly probable that AEW is not going to be getting what they thought that they could possibly get. And maybe the TV deal that they were hoping to get is about a year too late. It's possible. It's definitely possible. It seems like everything is a year behind. Like, I you know it's weird. Cause we like said that AEW is not a publicly traded company, so they don't, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, if they don't hit, it's like they have to hit projections. It's more for morale, right. More than anything. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, right? I think that, I think that they're a year behind, like you said, but I do, I do think this is all going to hinge on the NBA, right? Cause that's yeah. a 10, that's a 10 year deal. And we have to see, we're going to have to see where things shake down with the NBA before things really set. I thought it's very clear based on some of these moves, kind of where the NBA is leaning. Right. Yeah. Like I know, I know um, we talked about, we talked about Disney selling Hulu mm-hmm. and Comcast getting out it sure seems like com i've heard comcast wants to make a major play for more nba stuff and warner actually might lean back on some of these because it's interesting you're hearing this a lot like a lot of these companies like baseball like espn has a smaller baseball because they they lean back on the number of games that they were going to show the rumor flying is a wbd isn't going to get rid of the nba but maybe just lean back on some of it and maybe comcast will try to pick that up for either peacock or nbc or more games for that. I don't know, man. This NBA deal is going to be fascinating when it when it comes out in the next four or five months, I assume. Yeah. So, uh, JD, before uh, Scott, he should be joining us any minute now for some Joshi talk. But until he gets here, um, I want to go back, um, hmm. back in time, shall we, uh, to exactly one week ago on on this show where we were talking about one Mr. Billy Corgan. Look how, dude, look how dark it is where I was at. I should have had more lights, but what what, what am I going to do? But we, you and I both, predicted that the NWA would fuck up the CW deal. Uh, I want to play that clip really quick. Please do. James Mitchell sniffing cocaine on your program. <laughs> Not a draw. Not a not, draw. Not, well, maybe, you know what, JD? You know, you said this in the past. Maybe if they would have advertised that, hey, come watch this pay-per-view, because they did it when the pay-per-view was already on. Had they told people, like, you might see Father James Mitchell and some uh, and some waitresses sniffing coke in the back. You know, if you're CW, right, if you're Brad Schwartz from CW, I'm- and you're bringing this fucking horse shit onto your network, like, what do you what do you think? Like, I don't think that deal is done. That ink ain't dry. They ain't made no announcement. This has just been leaked to the press. Well, uh-huh. what if Brad sees this is like, you know, I don't want this fucking shit on my channel. It come it comes off so second rate sleazy. It comes off so sleazy. That that I think it'll end that deal real fucking quick. Like this is not 1996, man. That is that is that's not gonna work. That show is gonna get canceled in six months. Mark my words. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it got it didn't it didn't even fucking leave the barn. <laughs> Well, so now keep keep in mind, A, it was never really officially announced that they even had a deal, right? It came from a Nick Houseman report. Nick Houseman also is the one reporting that it looks like they might have lost their deal, and then maybe they're moved over to their CW app, which 
is a free app that you can get all the CW shows on. Uh, Wade Keller also reported that it looks like they may have blown it. And then all of a sudden now, WWE gets on NXT. Now, it's being not really being reported. It's being speculated that WWE, the current under the TKO model, is not going to be seeking exclusivity. So maybe it's possible that the NWA could remain on CW. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think that he fucked that whole thing up. Did you read the press release for the WW where the TKO site says, yeah, the deal came together pretty quick. Like that's yeah. actually in there where they say yeah. the deal came together quick. Now, how quick is the thing? I'm sure these guys have been talking for a minute, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I mean, is it possible that there, I think it's, I think it behooves WWE TKO to have the NWA on this affiliated with the CW, if for nothing else than to silence the the lawyers for the MLW side in this upcoming yeah. lawsuit. You don't want to show exclusivity right now. You want to, if I'm WWE, you want to go on WBD and make sure AEW is still there, right? Just to say, look, we we're on the same network as our biggest competitor. We're not trying to build a monopoly. Who wants a monopoly? That's the 80s. We're the new TKO, you know? Yeah. So uh, but in this case, Billy might have just done it on his own because he's stupid. Yeah, he might have just got his fucking whole thing fired. And and reports are out there that um, that a lot of the talent are frustrated with him. Now, of course, EC3, the world champion over there, um, denied those reports that everybody is all happy-go-lucky. Um, but I don't know. We So we have Scott E. Wrestling from uh, – man, he's fr- he does work right here on The Voices of Wrestling. He also does work for Fightful. Does work for Fight Game Media. He's got his own podcasting network, the hardest working man in podcasting. Um, Scott, what do you think about this whole NWA shit show? Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I really don't like the NWA outside of like a few prospects they have. Oh, shocking, I know. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's. I feel bad for some of the talent, but overall, I just laugh at Billy Corgan. Yeah, you you kind of you kind of just reap what you sow. Um, he he's and he look Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. I love the Smashing Pumpkins to this day. Oh, they're when pumpkins great. are on the fucking radio. I I love if they came to Hawaii, I'd fucking go in, in a heartbeat. Billy Corgan is one of the biggest goddamn idiots in the history of not only rock music but in sports and media and everything. I listened to this stupid fuck face on Howard Stern one time, and he's he's a very interesting person by it. And every time he's on Stern, I got to stop what I'm doing to listen. Right? I listen to him. He's going to be coming out with a book eventually, talking about his encounters with lizard people. That's who's running the NWA. Somebody that is buying into lizard people, and he's had actual encounters. So, of course, he fucked this whole thing up by having James Mitchell snort coke live on his pay-per-view in hopes to shock people to think, hey, this is the new NWA. We're crazy over here. You should come watch. That's is it's I can't astounding to me. First of all, Billy Corgan has this really overinflated ego about the the role he played in nineties music where he talks about him and <laughs> him and Kurt Cobain. Like it was this great rivalry. I'm like, I think, I think Billy cooked that up in his head. I never remember Kurt yeah. Cobain ever. And I love, I'm from Chicago. I love the smash. Yeah. Pumpkins, but I don't remember awesome. Kurt Cobain ever paying him any mind. I mean, like today came out like, like today hit big, like six months before Kurt died. So it's like, ah, maybe, maybe you weren't kind of what you think you were. Like you got they- a very, He's got a very high opinion of himself, high being the relative term. Yeah. So he, at one point, he had this quote. He said, if uh, if Nirvana is Led Zeppelin, then we're the doors. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. 
No, <laughs> <laughs> you're not even like, and I, and again, I love the Smashing Pumpkins, but you know, '90s alternative rock band, you know, top ten. I, I, I would be okay with saying like an alternative rock. You got your, your Nirvana's Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden. Talking about the like the grunge type of you know alternative rock, not getting into the heavy metal type stuff. Yeah, you could Alice in Chains. You could probably put them right there with those guys, but they're kind of pulling up the rear. You know, Siamese Dream seven. is a great fucking album. Seven, actually, Melancholy is a better album, I think. But Melancholy is seven at best. Melancholy is is an epic album. It is their white album. It is yeah. their fucking like masterpiece that they have. I I love I love Gish. I love Siamese Dream. I love Ava Adore. I'm one of the few mm-hmm. that people like that, that fucking like that Ava album Adore. sucked. I, <laughs> but the song Ava. I I, 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 I the album. Yeah, yeah, that song was great, and I think they had. I think Everlasting Gaze was on that album, but I I enjoyed it. Tonight, tonight is one of my all-time favorite songs. I cannot be in a bad mood when the Alternative Station in Chicago died for the first time. The last song they played was Tonight Tonight from the Smashing Pumpkins because it was about. It's a song about Chicago, and like it's it's just it's an epic song. It's beautiful. Billy Corgan's a fucking moron. (laughs) <laughs> yes 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 he is uh and uh scott before we get to some joshi talk um i want to talk well actually hold on just really really quick let's get you guys' thoughts uh, alexander hammerstone we talked about him last week he he requested his release from mlw he, he he's working gcw now but nothing has been announced mlw has said that he's not going to be released at least they leaked that to the press um he asked for his release and then he took his post down and the next thing you know brett lauderdale is announcing that hammerson is making his gcw debut which you don't have to be you know free of a contract to be able to do that i think mlw and gcw were kind of like this for a while because mlw was trying to become gcw lifting their storylines yeah 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 yeah. so i i don't know if there's any there there but i just want to make a plea right now mlw release that guy <laughs> like what are you what are you doing you, you got nothing to offer him let him go make some fucking money uh and they did the same thing to eras um he a triple a guy they he requested his release they said that they told conan to release him conan ever told him so this whole time he's been thinking he's been under contract which i think everybody's fucking lying in that situation except for the talent so um that came out everybody's abandoning ship lance on has already been gone juicy Finau has already been released uh now hammerstone and eras uh MLW and NWA remain a couple of shit shows. Go ahead, Scott. I just, I'll never understand the need to pay someone you're not using. I'll never get that. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Alex Hammerstone is not going to become competition for the MLW. You know why? Because MLW doesn't have competition. They're below most competition that they would consider. Right? Do you, did you guys ever um, hear that comment from like Al Snow how or I don't know if it was Al Snow, but it was from the wrestlers thing that they put on Netflix. Someone was like, you know, you got WWE is tier one and AEW is tier two. And then OVW is the tier below that. I was like, excuse me? So, like, I think MLW thinks that same way. It's it's just yeah. not. Like, MLW has their own thing. They just, if someone wants to go away, they should just let them. Like, you're, you're, try, you're trying to build up goodwill, not take away from the whatever will you have right now. Yeah. I'll say this for Al Snow. He convinced a lot of people who really don't like wrestling that who discovered that that show that ML that uh, OVW is the third biggest promotion in the world. I heard a lot of people say that, and I was just 
Like what? Oh, do you watch OVW? I'm like, no, I don't watch OVW. <laughs> like, why would I do that? And they're like, oh, it's it's really good. How, what? Huh? You know how I, I know, know. You know how I know OVW is bad. Paul told me it was really bad, and Paul watches everything. I was just about to say, Paul Fontaine watches OVW. And he's like ashamed of himself for yeah, watching it. Like the, but the, he's just he just he, he just really likes to make sure that he tries to watch everything. everything. He looks at all the upcoming prospects and uh and and, and he <laughs> says that it's like the worst television show uh out there right now. Um but uh, yeah, MLW, you guys run uh, one show every six to eight weeks. It's on Fight TV. Um, and then you take long breaks, like you take six months off. Just let the guy go get himself over and make a living, will you please? Come on. Um, but all right. So the reason why we brought Scotty on, but Scotty, Scotty is not pigeonholed motherfucker. Scotty can talk about everything. He's knowledgeable about all. Yeah. I can talk about Alex Hammerstone and NWA. Come on. Absolutely. But yeah, Scotty can talk about everything. Here's what we want to talk about. Scott, yeah. what the fuck did we watch last night? What the yeah. hell was that? Yeah. Uh, I gotta, who, honestly, you know, I knew, who, you know, who I knew Scott was pissed. Scott showed up yeah. in my DMs last night and was like, it was like, this is bullshit, man. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Let's fucking talk about this. I'm with All you. Right, so, so Mariah May, right? Who I so I, I watched a little bit of her stuff in stardom. And I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest like Mariah May and stardom expert, but I have like uh, I have checked out some of her stuff and I'm like, You oh, did wow, more this- than a lot of the people that acted like they were excited. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So like she she actually I was like, this lady is pretty damn good uh i was like i think that she could be a star in the u.s and a lot of other people felt that way too apparently wwe was on the table aew is on the table so when we heard when scotty you know i really broke the news here but he talked sure. about it here first i was a month he, he, he said, yeah Sue it's me. fine he he came he came here and said that hey she's aew bound thought it was gonna be wrestling dream didn't work out that way but she's here now um and we, we were all thinking that she's going to be getting debuted in a big, big way. And because she's going to be a mega star, she's going to, she's going to inject some much needed energy into this women's division in AEW, which is lacking all the time. People constantly complain about this division. They have all these great stars yet. There's no creative energy. There's no, there's, there's something missing from it. We thought maybe Mariah can bring what was missing, right? Mm-hmm. She shows up and she's playing the Mickey James character from mm-hmm. WWE circa almost 20 years ago where she's obsessed with Trish Stratus, right? Um, yeah. that other people have compared it to other things, but that was the first thing that popped into my mind. So Scott, you're the Joshi expert. You tell us what you thought. Um, one, I was happy for her, first and oh, foremost, yeah. happy. She got to debut and, you know, get a spotlight. They could have just had her do a run in and that would have probably been worse because truthfully i don't know if the crowd was going to you know know who mariah may was in that spot however i'm a big fan of if you're going to debut someone you like give this like highlight video of what they're able to do and things like that it's like a common sense thing to me in pro wrestling it's very simple um and we don't i don't feel i feel like we never do that anymore and uh you know as she was talking i was like okay yeah talk yourself up talk you went to stardom things like that and then it all turned into i did it all for tony storm and i was just like what what did i do to deserve this i was like what what did i do (laughs) i was like i was like i know she's probably gonna make it work like i saw a lot of people happy about how she made it work and i'm sure she will because i'm confident in her abilities yeah but man 
I just want her to come in and kick ass. That's literally all I wanted. This is a woman who went up to Julie and slapped her straight in the mouth and had no problem about it. Like that's that's she's a badass. And now she's a stand for Tony Storm, which is um we'll see. Now, I saw someone pitch the idea that like she'd use Tony Storm to get like higher up the card like in her mind and I was just like, okay. Okay, so here's, I don't have that patience. So here, here's the thing. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that this storyline that they're going with is based on a movie called All About Eve from the early. Yeah. 50s. Give yeah. me a second here. This is the Betty Davis movie about an a, about an aging starlet who uh, takes a young actress under under her wing, and the woman completely usurps her and like is the yeah. heel of the story and leaves her like in the du- like in the dustbin. Right. So. I know for all of us, because like people our age, Scott, you're younger than us, see this and we think the Mickey James or prior to that, Tori uh, stable storyline that kind of got aborted halfway through the single white female inspiration. Are you yeah. familiar with the film Single White Female, Scott? No. It fucking sucks. It's, it's uh, <laughs> it, it stars Jennifer Jason Lee and Bridget Fonda. These two roommates, they live together. The one becomes obsessed with the other and tries to like take over her life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie. So that's kind of what we think. That was the Mickey James Trish Stratus thing. From what I am told, they're going to go try to go higher bra with this. I think they've already lost the plot because everybody's brain immediately goes to what we already know because we're wrestling fans and we're uncouth and uneducated. Yeah. And so here they, they debuted her as a fangirl, right? They so did. now I'm not I'm already not taking this person seriously. Unfortunately, like, and that, so now, now can she overcome bad booking? It's very difficult, but I think she's talented enough. And she cut, like, uh, ring the when bell. She was on the, when she was on the camera, like, I forgot that she was talking to that fucking idiot RJ City. Like, I was like, okay, get out of the way, dummy. Um, so like, I was like, the, the, the camera just seeks her out. She's a star, right? Like, everything about her screams star, but they presented her as if she's less than because oh, yeah. she wants to, she wants to be somebody else they should have presented her as the big star right and then we would start to believe it now i get what scotty was saying if she would have ran out into the audience they wouldn't have known who she was vignettes like what are like we they 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 have a deal with fashion they could probably talk to rossi ogawa right and and get that footage to to present to present you know to present her and and then make it seem like she's a star. Do that over the course of a few weeks. That'd have been so much better. But in, instead, they presented her as a fangirl who's less than. I think if they do a few videos leading up to this, and then you do this, it's not as hurtful for me as a fan because it's like, all right, we yeah. you're building her up, and then you know you swerve the story on us. Sure, am I gonna love the fact that she's a Tony Storm super fan? Probably not. Like, I'm going to be honest, either way, I'm not a big Timeless Tony fan at the moment, but, you know, she's very popular. So that's, I'm trying to look at it that way. They have paired her with someone who is very over, hopefully by default, that gets Mariah May over one way or the other. Because ultimately, as I said, all you need to do is ring the bell and she will show you why she is badass, why she can be a superstar. And yeah. unfortunately, that's not always how AEW works with the women's division. So I'm just hoping her first match isn't like three months down the road. Because I think at the <laughs> end of the day, you should be showing someone who you signed to wrestle how they can wrestle. I know. Yeah. I know. It's a crazy idea. Yeah. But I, I think that would be good. 
so I actually I've lost the AW hardcores guys. Like the AW hardcores have turned on me because I've hold on, JD. You know why you've lost them? Because you've lost that love and feeling. I have, in fact, lost. Gone, gone, gone. (laughs) Gone, gone, gone. Sorry. So (laughs) I actually had people today telling me that that a vignette would have been a worse idea to do than, and I I was like, what? And so I, I put up the Mystico thing that they ran four weeks ago. And I'm yeah. like, you're trying to tell me that what we saw would be better than this? And they're like, no, she comes in with a storyline. She came in and told us what she wants to do. She could have done that what? after. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is wrestling 101. You just yeah. you build someone up. And I literally had like four or five people telling me that I was dumb for saying this. And I'm like, huh? Have I have I lost the people? I feel like that Skinner, that that principal Skinner meme. I'm like, no, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. Like. I, I, I was I'm astounded. They're like, oh, she comes in with a storyline. Guys, that doesn't mean the storyline is good. It's like, well, at least she has a storyline. I would rather her not have a storyline if it's going to be this one, right? Just introduce her and then figure out a good storyline. But instead, they just dumped her right into one where she's less than. See, here's the problem is because Tony Khan has listened to these bad faith detractors on Twitter for the last three years who who are the Vince Russo school. You don't tell stories. You don't tell stories. You don't tell stories. Here's the problem. AEW for the basically the duration of his existence tells too many fucking stories. It's too hard to keep it straight. Like and it was just they don't tell stories. You're a fucking liar and you don't pay attention. They do so many stories and I get it. They're trying to get people involved. They're trying to keep everyone happy. But realistically, you're better off sometimes just going out there and beating the shit out of people and moving on and then move into a story. That's okay. You don't need. And here's the problem. I would rather have a quarter of the stories we have in AEW right now, but just make them good. Bad Mm -hmm. stories, like lots of bad stories means lots of bad TV. That's why the pay-per-views are great and the the video and the TV, excuse me, sucks. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Scott. I, the only thing I will say, and this is because I just have investment in her and where she goes, because obviously I'm rooting for her as someone who's followed her career for the past 11 months. Um, I'm happy she didn't just like debut on Rampage or something. Like, just have yeah. like, here's the <laughs> like, here's the video, her debut match yeah. on Rampage. Like, I'm happy we didn't do that. Good so, point. like, I have to look at it that way because, again, with the women's division, I have to look at it very differently from say when they bring in a christian cage or they bring in you know swerve strickland where they kind of roll them out on this red carpet of here's our big signing right so i think that's also the way i'm looking at it and i will i will be kind to it because if the story is that she is the one benefiting from this in the end then okay i just don't want her to become timeless tony storm she is so much better than that for me can i can i say something controversial oh let's do it this is the most over tony storm has ever been i know i know that we're not supposed to say that because i read it in like our slack and all the time and i see i hate timeless tony i hate timeless tony i hate timeless tony oh yeah she's she's over and i'm not and i'm gonna say well what are the the, what are the gates dude she's not in a position to draw money she ain't max right the main event's supposed to draw the gate let's be real timeless tony's a mid carter yeah she's a she's a this is the hottest she's ever been in her career in the states i should say you know like Mm -hmm. it's she's really good but let's be honest she was the champion 
And all anybody wanted was anybody else to be the champion but her. So actually good background for her to go crazy, to be honest with you. Now she's like acting like Betty Davis and people think she's great. Yeah. Right. Which is fine for a mid card. I know it gets everybody mad because she's not serious wrestler, but I mean like, Oh, it's fucking mid card. Mid card can be stupid. I, I got no problem. Dude, I like I I liked the beginning stages of it. Yeah, I did too. I, I like it better. The, than we got I now. think the movie. I think the movie skits jumped the shark for me. But I like the early the early stages of it. I like the the where she started to go crazy. She started unravels like, oh, I think we got something here. The movie skits took me out of it. That, that for me, like I was I, like, this is stupid. Oh, I agree. I, I think she cut a good promo last night. I think last night was she probably the best, the best thing she's done since adapting this character. And I'm not talking about me. I'm not saying I love Times Tony Storm and all this shit. I'm telling you that this is the most over she's been. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, I not, that. it's not for us necessarily, mm-hmm. but I can't it's tell you. Over. She's getting, yeah, she's getting reactions in the crowd. Again, and it's not her. She's not in a position yeah. where it's on her to draw the house. She's yeah. a mid carder. Right. Mid carder's got to mm-hmm. get people interested. And again, guys, one is- thing that one thing that us crazy hardcore fans need to learn is that some of the stuff that we hate is actually going to get over. <laughs> we yeah. just have to be like, okay, look, I hate it. It sucks, but what are, what are we going to do? It's, it's getting over. Now, Max, it's uh, Max sucks. sucks. Admittedly, like, like the uh, the way I look at this is again back to Mariah. The way I look at it is if she's over. Hopefully, that means Mariah will get over rather than getting lost in the shuffle, because that is something that many wrestlers who come in, get signed, they have a few matches, then they kind of disappear for a little bit. Like, even Jay White did that. Jay White, of all people, like, you know, kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. If I can avoid that, and, you know, she just has this TV spot every week, I can't complain too much because, again, you know, she signed the contract. She should, and I... I think she will be a superstar. Um, yeah, because I it's, just feel like it was. It's really hard to mess her up. It takes time, and then unless they got WWE pedigree, Tony doesn't really debut them and push them right away. A lot of times, um, like and, we saw that with Jay White. Well, Tony, yeah, Storm, we, we saw that with Tony Storm got did get pushed right away. She came. Well, she public, came straight from WWE television. And she was champ pretty quick. Yeah, and yeah. Well, crowd, she came right off of WWE TV, and the crowd why. didn't take to her. They wanted Jamie yeah. Hader. Let's let's not forget. Yep. Your your cousin brings yeah. up a good point. I buried him a couple yeah. weeks ago on the show. He goes, well, "L.A. Knight burying him." Uh, no, I'm actually going to praise Joe this whole time. Oh, L.A. Knight, him. yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. Yeah. That dude is not a good wrestler. He's had a mediocre career, and he just had lined a giant pay per view in uh, an evil country. But I mean, he is yeah. he is over. He is one of the most over stars in professional wrestling today. And I have to walk into class and hear kids go, "Yeah," and I want and I always say "dummy," and they don't get it. So, yeah. oh, dummy man. thing doesn't yeah. carry over. But that's the thing because well, like, yeah, want- he doesn't. He doesn't do right. the dummy thing. In no, he doesn't. Right? That's why. That's yeah. why I mess with the kids because they didn't watch. Right. They didn't watch TNA. <laughs> they don't know nothing. No, that's yeah. the thing though. Is like this is the stuff that gets over with people, right? I know yeah. we love yeah. wrestling, and as long as Tony Storm has good matches and people cheer for her, I mean, like sometimes we got to meet people halfway. I don't know what a Tony yeah. Storm timeless Tony match looks like, so I can't even comment yet. It's a good point. We haven't seen really what that means yet on a main. We will. We will next week, right? Her and Sheeta. Yeah. 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 Um, so more Joshi talk. I think we've uh, beat that Mariah May thing to death. So um, WWE is interested in Julia. Uh, Scott, what do you know about this? And uh, are the rumors true? And do we think that she'll be heading over there? I can't stress this enough. 
if if you call yourself a professional wrestling company and you're not interested in Julia, shut down. Yeah. I I like if you see Julia show up to a show, if you see her make her entrance, if you see what like Tremendous. her look, you don't even have to see the match. Like you should yeah. see the match because usually the match is really good. But you don't even have to see that. If you don't have interest in Julia, you should not be a company. That's yeah. my opinion on this. And with Dude. WWE, it was only a matter of time. The moment she got that strong woman's title and was gonna have US dates, I said, All right, well, here we go. Like someone's going to see her and someone's going to want her. It's the Eo Shirai effect all over again. It's not Kyrie, it's Eo. It's that star power that yeah. she had in Japan. Julia is stunning. Like, not just like yeah. just her presence. Like you see, I've never really watched her wrestle, but I see like pictures of her on Twitter all the time. And I always stop and I go, wow, like there's just like there's just like this something like it's not just the fact that she's, she glows. she's remarkably pretty but she's just like she has a striking presence that like transcends and you just like there's it, it, i totally get why wwe like uh, they they're trying to you know be wwe grow and get and i think there's something about julia that even eo and and Kyrie don't have where it's just mm-hmm. like and she's young too, so you can grow with her. I mean, why wouldn't both companies fight over her? Again, she's Japanese, so you gotta you gotta break yeah. that language, which they're bad at. They're still really bad at breaking that barrier. But you know, you know what, JD? The the like the very interesting thing, yeah, she's stunning. She, dude, her entrance, she's got a great presence. Yep. And then in the ring, I you know, second to none, obviously. Yep. But yes, yeah, she's Japanese, but she's also half Italian. And Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, she speaks Italian too, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that and that makes her a bit more marketable to me in my eyes. And if you she, get her to learn a little bit of English, yeah. But I, that's, I, I think. And this is where they struggle, though, is they always struggle. Yeah. They always struggle trying to get people really over that don't speak English. They've always, they've never quite figured out that secret sauce. And for a while, I thought yeah. AEW is starting to figure that out with with foreign talent. They seem but to have lost the I, fastball. On that. Not not to defend WWE here, but I feel like they've done a really good job with Oscar. Making her into a big, yeah. big star. Oscar's probably um, the best and, comp for yeah. Julia. Yeah, truthfully, and, and Nakamura too. While I'm not a big fan of Nakamura's Ooh. matches anymore, I, I think that he's been an upper mid carder since day one, and he's done really well there. Uh, and then, of course, Io Shirai has done really well there too. Um, I, so I, I think I, I think they kind of have a, a way to do it with that with the the women's division there and, and the Japanese stars. Mike, I think you've lowered your um, I think you've lowered your expectations on what Shinsuke Nakamura is and when you told if i'd have told you in 2016 that this man is going to be a perennial upper mid carter i think we would have all don't want to watch him wrestle what i I think no he was one of the greatest i've ever seen and then he came over he had one great match with Sami Zayn, right the first time knocked it out of the park and then after that he was like i'm chilling Mm -hmm. so he's doing exactly what he wants to do so that's why i'm like he's had a good career there but he's chilling and that's that's what I'm saying. He's like upper mid card guy who's just happy to be there and surf and just hang out with his friends. That's what he's doing. But if he's encouraged to do stuff like he used to, I think it'd be different. Like, remember when he was just punching AJ in the balls for a while, and that was his whole gimmick. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like we. It's not like they've pushed. They've not like they've programmed him to be what we all remember Shinsuke Nakamura to be. And again, that's what always gets okay. me about, oh God, I don't want to talk about Akira Tozawa. Ayo I, I, I has a counterpoint, uh, Akira Tozawa, counterpoint. All right. Uh, uh, I, time, I point, time, and, uh, time. I will just shut up. I, the easiest counterpoint is Sari. It's the easiest oh, yeah, counterpoint in the world. Yeah, let's talk about her. So she was in NXT for a Good little segue. bit, right? And, uh, 
and oh, uh, that was my next topic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she was in NXT for the a March little bit. It didn't right, work out. They they tried to make her into what a schoolgirl, right? Is that, isn't that what they tried to do? With Magical, her? Magical school. Um, have you ever heard of Sailor Moon? I think no. it's an anime. Wow. Mike's never heard of Sailor. Mike, you're so like. Dude, not a I, nerd. you were I don't so watch, not a nerd in some aspects. I love. I it. don't, guys. Like you don't have to watch. It. You don't have to watch it. I've never seen a single goddamn it. Japanese cartoon in my life. All right. It's just never happened. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, that that was kind of part of the mindset with that character. Um, okay. But my point, my point was that they can mess up things, and I will say, three yeah. and Julia are very different wrestlers overall. Um, you know, Julia, like I said, if she walked in the door tomorrow, which she can't, by the way, sorry, mm -hmm. PW Insider, she cannot walk in the door tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. she can until at least March. So, ha! Um, and, and even then, I will add, Bushiro will do everything in their power to keep her, as they should, because she is a superstar. Uh, but with Sari, right? I, I don't know where we we're going with this. Yeah, no, so Sari, uh, she left NXT, she left NXT, she went back to Japan. And then Thank there was God. rumors out there that she was negotiating with an American company other than WWE. And then it was then it was reported that she was negotiating with WWE. And then all of a sudden, Scotty Wrestling breaks the news and she signs with uh, Suki Bon, which I believe is a money laundering scheme with uh, the Yakuza, right? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't want to ruin your reputation. That's Mike Gilbert saying that, not Scott E. Wrestling, not Scott Edwards. That's they, Mike Gilbert saying that. So, so. <laughs> Mike, you, will, live in, you live in Hawaii. Like you must, you best watch your words sometime before, when you dude, talk about, you know. I, I, I'm the only one on this set that's actually had an encounter with Yakuza, right? That's what I'm so, saying. Like, I lived in Japan for two years and I had an encounter with them. So, uh, and I'm, and I'm here to live to know so, about it. Go ahead, Scott. Sukiban's <laughs> ran by like people that live in America. So, okay. So not Yakuza, but it is so, money laundering <laughs> scheme, right? I, oh, there's some yakuza involvement. Let's be real here. Come I on. I am not speaking of this. I have a I have a okay. side to I I am someone who's interviewed Sari and stuff like that. So, um, no. What I'm going to say is when I saw PW Insider make that report, I'm just moving away from what you said. Sorry, go uh, ahead. sorry, Scott. <laughs> say move on. Sorry, go ahead, buddy. When PW Insider released that report my first second and third thought was suki bond because they have been the ones feeding all the information since that company had an idea and we slowly learned what it was and then it just kind of bam out of nowhere um and then sean ross sap of course reported that they had interest wwe had interest in bringing her back and i instantly had fear because i couldn't want anything less than Sari going back to wwe I uh, I will willingly say this. Since she has went back to Japan, she is probably the best in-ring women's wrestler in the world. I I'm willing to say that. That that includes everyone in stardom that like that is just her that is her range right now. She she goes in there, she delivers, she hits hard. She's pretty much everything that WWE didn't let her be. So, thank you to them. Uh Suki Bon's kind of I, I think I was on here when we talked about it before. I don't really understand yeah. what it is. I have yet to figure out what it is. They run once a quarter um and they have a anime anime see back back to you yeah. not watching any Japanese cartoons. Um <laughs> they have like this anime like way of showing match cards and stuff like that, which I think is cool if they if I knew the idea and then they're on TikTok, but you know 
they do. Yeah. And, so and and it's like you you have to watch it on TikTok, right? Yeah, which uh, okay. I did not watch it on TikTok the first time around. I watched it on YouTube when they posted that instead because okay, I I don't I'm not gonna lie to you. I am maybe 24 years old. I have no idea how to even try to watch it on TikTok. Wow, dude, you're a you're dude, an outlier. I've been in a I've been in some uh, secret briefings that uh, about the military. No, I've been in some secret military briefings, um, and this information is not classified, by the way. But we're told to be to stay as far hell away from TikTok as we possibly can. And I tell my airmen, I was like, "You better if you're on TikTok, you better not let me find out about it, and don't pull that shit up at work because we all know what that thing is, and uh, it's not good for us." So I will not be getting on TikTok. Chinese military. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, they're infiltrating our society, so I will not be supporting that app. So, so you're not okay. gonna watch two coupon. That's tough. Anyways, she signed a <laughs> multi-year deal. Uh <laughs> that show could be on cable television and Mike would not watch it. That's <laughs> probably true. Uh but oh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I like I like Josh. Every time I watch Stardom, I, I, I love it. I, I do. Uh, I've never seen TJPW. I've never seen a fucking ice ribbon like Parker. Parker's an ice ribbon guy, but I, I like ribbon. stardom. You ain't watching Suki Bon on TN if it was on a real show. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. No, Who are you talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm not. No, I would never. I would never. Watch I, I would. Let, let me just say this. If you, if I was to get someone to Joshi, I would not direct them to anything besides stardom. I will tell you that. Now. Yeah. Um, and that will not be changing anytime soon. Um, but yeah, multi-year deal. I think that's what you wanted me to talk about. I, I got yeah, lost so, in a lot of this is a real. Is this Sorry. a real multi-year? Like, what does this mean? Is she only like? Is this a U.S. multi-year deal where we get like and, first rights on you when you come here? Because you said they right. run once a quarter. Like, I don't know how this company plans. Well, they run money. one show, and they just scheduled their second show. So there you go. <laughs> well, and so I guess my question is: is is it exclusive? Because there were some folks out there, people, because TNA is coming back. Oh God! Uh, every name that of, of people that are out there are connecting the TNA to them. And there's people out there trying to connect what? the dots between Suri and uh, and TNA. And I said, Suri, guys, Suri is not going to TNA. Uh, nice. She's going to Sukibon. But is 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 this like an exclusive deal? Can she go other places? Um, in the America, I, probably. Like, I don't know if she can. She can't go to like WWE. Well, she probably could if she wanted to. Truthfully, yeah. Um, but like, to me, from what I have figured out a lot of the wrestlers mind you in Sukiban appear in stardom so there's not much exclusivity outside of the u.s um and like one of the wrestlers has appeared in the u.s since then actually multiple have so no there isn't i don't know um, if that has anything to do with an impact of mlw a if you sign with wwe or AEW, that you're there um yeah but to me, it's more of a way to come to the U.S. while staying home in Japan. Like, that's still your base. But yeah. here's a show or two to come over for more than anything. So I don't think there's, like, right. exclusivity. Or yeah. And then they like could that. probably take, like, when they come into town for the Sukiban shows, then they could probably get their agent to book them out to some of the indie, indie companies yeah. around while they're, while they're in the for States. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, which I think, you know, would make a lot of sense. Um, you know, Suri, Suri is kind of a different cat from a lot of the other, pretty much every other wrestler in that promotion. Um, she's just, like, much more 
the WWE part helps. She's much more in um in order per se, but she really controls her own dates and stuff like that. So I don't think she'll probably wrestle much here in America besides Suki Bond, but I could be wrong. Gotcha. I have massive questions about this company, but I I wish I could give you the answers. Um, I get I re- I randomly started getting press releases from them when they opened, and I was like, "How did you get my email?" Well, so is it not in your Twitter handle? No. Oh, because dude, I get random emails from people, um, just that, because they found it through my oh, Twitter. So uh, that's yeah. a bold move. Why would you do that? <laughs> dude, I I get press releases from this guy uh, Lavi Margolin, who's super nice, by the way. He's a really good uh, business that, guy. Okay. But he, yeah, he, uh, he sends me emails about his show and I'm just like, I don't ever remember giving you my email. And then one time, um, JD will appreciate this. I said something really nice about a book written by Irv Mushnick. Now Irv Mushnick wrote the Jimmy Snuka book about him and Nancy Argentino. And I read that book about a decade ago and Irv Mushnick saw my tweet and sent me an email. And I was like, I didn't want to like say, how did you get my email? But it turns out like through Twitter, they can find your email address. I get I get press releases from two people, Justin for Noah yeah. and Court Bauer. I still get the Court Bauer press <laughs> still releases. Get the, I'm blocked <laughs> everywhere, but I still yeah. get the press releases, That's which I crazy. appreciate. That's great. I get I get Suki Bond, and I usually tweet it out because it's before they tweet it out. So, um, I. I, I have nothing else to say. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the Sari thing, I, I I saw, I tweeted, and the floodgates opened. Everyone was very happy though, because the WWE thing was very recent, and everyone's like, "Here we go again." Especially <laughs> books are like shit. Like for all the talk of Shawn Michaels as a genius booker, I was watching some of that stuff because you know Creeds, like the Creeds, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is bad!" Like Awful. it was, <laughs> it was like, it was like. So there's like this popular wave of books they called academy stories where these girls yeah. or these it's mostly girls go to like these um for lack of a better term magical like boarding schools where they're like mm-hmm. vampires or wizards or whatever and it was kind of like that a bit but it was then terrible she'd, then she'd step like she was dressed like a schoolgirl and then she stepped through like the, the NXT entrance. entrance and it was and then she was Sailor Moon which is an anime that which is an anime about young girls watched by 40 year old men so they can masturbate. Oh my gosh. That's what it is. That's what Sailor Moon is. <laughs> we might have to delete that from the show so we don't get a like some kind of weird strike or something. That's, uh, that's what disgusting. it is. Yeah, no, no. I I I no, dude, I dude, I lived I lived in Japan. You could like get panties and vending machines there. I, I understand really? the over there. Yes. That's crazy. oh that's awesome it's just a different different culture (laughs) different culture hey uh scotty so you had a big announcement earlier this week about your show why don't you tell us about it wait time out you didn't want to ask about megan bain oh yes yes, yeah that was a monday story it's been crazy yeah yeah honestly that wasn't even on my notes but yeah talk to uh, so talk to me about megan bain i guess my first question is who the fuck is megan bain uh, Megan Bain is someone who made a big name for herself in Beyond Wrestling. I don't know if uh, either of you have ever no, watched Beyond watch Wrestling. Beyond. Watch that's here. Define, that's here. define big name from uh, Beyond. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that is here <laughs> in the in New England, based in New England, right. of course. Um, yeah. She, you know, she's she's very tall. She's very tall. you know, she has like an Amazon type feel. Wonder and, Woman. Yes, thank you, Wonder Woman, and she. 
So she came to stardom in July, got a world title match right out the gates. You know, she was just another person to come in. Someone that made a lot of sense because, again, with Mariah May, you come in, you improve, you come back. You're truthfully, you're at least like five times better, I'm sure. And she has done that. And and she um, had torn her ACL, I believe, um, before that. So she had just come back, wrestled a little bit in AEW, and then went to stardom so she is someone that i think a lot of people find as a really great prospect here in america and she i once she showed up and started i said okay well people are going to be demanding her for her um they're going to want her and ultimately it didn't matter because AEW has had her sign the whole time, which made sense because she had a Titan Tron. She wrestled on their shows. I think she even won a match on dark before, which is a big deal once upon a time. Um, and of course the whole story was she's been signed. Um, and now it's just down to the, he said, she said situation of, did they send her? Did they, hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a, so it was a the, lovely headache to walk back into the other. Day. Yeah. So Sean Ross had reported that uh, she was sent by AEW to stardom, um, but th- she was a signed talent. The stardom Twitter account, which is, I b- assume the English version who is, yeah. it's ran by an American who states that he books the talent, right. Um, said that no one sent her to Japan. Now there's like a back and forth where some, some saying that they were sent yada, yada. It kind of what it looks like just from reading the the different tweets and the different stories that have come out is that she asked if she can go and AEW said yes, we're probably not gonna use you anyway. Um yeah. but you know, go go over there, that'd be great. Go ahead and go over there if you can get bookings. And then when your bookings are done, come back. That's kind of what it sounds like happened to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think she made the deal for herself, AEW approved yeah. it, and that's what happened. But yeah. the way it sounded was she you know, AEW was like, Hey, well, go on excursion to stardom. That's what, well, because that, people, people are like. so hungry for there to be like a working relationship between those two companies. Then there just oh, isn't. I know. And they oh, need to just get over it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they like, yeah, they're, they they're not adversarial. You know what I mean? No, well, no fans are, you yeah, want to yeah, talk about there's so the, I've never seen a group of possessive wrestling fans, like American stardom fans. How dare she oh, go over oh, there? How hey, dare you hey, say that? Hey, How dare hey, you? Oh, Hey, Hey, what? hello. I am one. I, no, not <laughs> yeah. you. You don't have a crazy like anime avatar or something like that. That is true. I just have my I had, That's some different. weirdo showed up in my DMs today about that too. When I was talking about the Mariah May shit, I had a of some hype videos like Rossi Gawa never would have allowed that. I'm like, well, you go to Bushi Road, the parent company. I don't know. I'm like, okay, whatever, mute. Um, yeah. like these people <laughs> they get so weird about this, and like it's whatever, man. There is um, I don't. I don't know if you. You. You both probably were able to miss this, but seeing I yeah, we am don't a fan care. of AEW and Stardom, I did not miss this back when. I think Tony said something about Stardom at Forbidden Door, and like people started throwing things. Across. Oh my gosh, it was bad. Like both sides yeah. just got so obnoxious with one another. Like they were I'm trying shocked. to dunk on each other. So when Tommy wrestled a single Ring of Honor show, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" They didn't even play her music. <laughs> you know what YouTube is? YouTube, you can get any song that you need. They didn't even play her music. But my point is, both sides really want to get the... Can legally, though. But continue. 
Well, okay, they work with Bushi Road. It was it it was really easy to it, get her music. It was yeah. it was doable. They just didn't do they, it. Yeah. They played it over on Ring of Honor. Like once she won, yeah. they played it. So she got the jobber yeah. entrance and then won. Um, she was already in the ring. Is my point when That's you turned different. on Ring of Honor? Yeah, <laughs> and she beat Trisha Dora, which is someone that they are obviously like. Wow. Yeah. Um, my point is, both sides want the who done it. Like they want to get the dunk on the other, and it's like. At the end of the day, who cares? Like, yeah. I don't care which side. Like, care. eventually, I do think these two companies will work together. You know why? Because they both work with New Japan, and New Japan makes everyone work together at the end of the day. CMLL works with AEW. That seemed impossible once upon a time. So, you know, like what's a month ago. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Like, CMLL is able to work with a company that also works with AAA. That's unheard of. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure Stardom and AEW will eventually work together. I'm not pushing for it because, you know, we just talked about Mariah May's debut and stuff like that. Like, I'm not in the necessary need for it, but I'm not also like someone that's like, it, it, I, no, don't happen. I just, it happens when it happens. It's natural. Like, it, it's, uh, it's a headache. Hey, hey, Mike, how familiar are you with Megan Bain? I learned about her this week. Have you seen? Do you see like pictures of her and stuff like that? Another another striking presence. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a type. Like she's big. Like she's like yeah. athlete big. Like one, like I said, one woman. Like I think that I think that if because I'm a Scott. Has she gotten like way better? Like Mariah? Maybe oh yeah, there. Yeah, that's it's crazy how you go to somewhere that works all the time. You get better. Wild. She yeah, can get over. Weird. Like she's gonna come over to AW. She gonna get over. Yeah, you, I, I mean, you I hope can't bring I hope her. So. It just depends on what they do, right? You nah, can't bring her back and just have her like lose. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a monster heel type right off the bat. That's what they stardom did, and no one knew who she was, and she got over. You know, it's it's hard for people to get over. Yeah, right but that's I mean, but you can book them. Like if they have some charisma and presence, you can book them to get over if you book them right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, and that's clearly what they did over there. That's not necessarily true, as we've seen. I mean, it, it, it's wrestling. Lots of yes. people, lots of people who we thought were can't miss, fail to get over. Name one. Yeah, Name some one. some Name people one. some people just don't connect with the audience, right? There's like nothing that you can do, um, but I others can as long as you book them well. They 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 can. And then there's people that can overcome bad booking, like Jay White came in in a cold debut in a mid card tag team, and then look at him now. He's a full gear main eventer, right? He's like, drawing. You can overcome it. Someone else. Yeah. You know, you know what's great about Jay White? He got attacked by the devil and hasn't given a flying fuck about it since it happened. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> never talk, never talks about it, never references it. And he's yeah. just like, I'm just going to keep... I, you know what? He should just... Possession is nine-tenths the law. He is the AEW world champion currently. Yeah. Yeah, he's held the belt for a month, right? Uh, and and he, yeah, he got attacked. He got attacked by the devil. Now the devil has moved on to the acclaimed. Who cares? Like, there's no feud there anymore. Doesn't care. No, Jay White doesn't care. Good for him, uh, by the way. Yeah. Hey, real real quick, um, before we before we get out of here, um, the bunny, Allie, uh, left AEW. Do you guys have any thoughts at all about this? Does she return from the undead realm? I you know what? There's a rumor going around that the butcher and the blade might not be far behind. The only way I could see them going back going into TNA is as a trio. You know, do, doing that. And if the Butcher and the Blade asked for the release by Tony, Tony should be like, you guys still work here? Okay. Now, I I, I happen to enjoy Butcher and the Blade. I oh, am yeah. not. I'm not I'm not a fan of Bunny. I just like, like, 
I don't see a ton of talent there. You know Mike, what I mean? You like, don't, th- you don't yeah. think that ta- that Scott would take Braxton Sutter back? I I I I think that he would. I just should. No, he's not talking about me. Just just want to put that out there. You were talking yeah. about Demore. I just want to Scott yes. Demore, not yes. Scott E. Wrestling. Scott Demore. Yeah. We all TNA fans always refer to uh, Mr. Demore as Scott. They're all well, on first name basis with him. Yeah, that's good. I guess he brought back TNA. I guess that's allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but she did get murdered on their show, so I, I want. I mean, but so did Eric Young, and Eric Young's back. Eric Young. That's what I'm saying. She would. Will she yeah. come back through the undead realm? Odds are yes, because she's gonna keep working, right? Well, she's got the um, offer. Well, the guy who wrote for the Undead Realm is doing Undead Realm in AEW right now. He's got the coven yeah. with him now, and but he's Rosemary, AEW's lead writer. A Rosemary. Rosemary's not even. Rosemary's not even on TV anymore. She is. No one's now, on TV um, anymore. They're not even at a real show right now. They're just well, they're no, scabbing their geez. show out to all these like you know pirates. JD, her name's her name's Courtney Rush on TNA now. It's not even Rosemary anymore. She can be Rosemary anytime she wants, man. That, <laughs> yeah, clock, is, yeah. that clock is ticking. Hey, so but to get to get her back through the undead realm, you need Father James Mitchell. Are you going to bring that guy on television now? All you need is a little bit of the you, cocaine, yeah. You'll um, get to, no. you, know what, you know what the payment is? It's going to be two grams, right? <laughs> Brought it back. We circled it back home. Yeah. All right, Scotty. Hey, tell us what happened with the new show, man. Uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, so my show, Five Star Joe's Show, is now free and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yes. and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea where else people get their podcasts, but I know there's other places. Um, yeah. So that's very exciting because I've been doing the show for ever. Now, uh, now question, question, is this a fight game media feed or is this just the Five Star Joshi pod? Feed? It is on the fight game media feed. Thank you okay. for so everyone can look at okay. Fight Game Media Network. My show will be on there every single week moving cool. forward, which is a lot of fun for me because for I I really wanted to get it to more ears because I've had multiple people ask me, where's my show? And I always yeah. tell them and they say, okay. And that's the end of the conversation. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. I appreciate Garrett giving me the chance. I, uh, uh, I think I whined to him enough, and he was very nice to me and let me do this. So I appreciate. It. And this week actually rushed it. We were do we were planning on doing it slowly, and then Julia ha- Julia stuff happened. Mariah May showed up. Megan Bain Big. stuff happened, and we were. He was just like, you know what, we're gonna do it this week. And I was like. Dude, right. it is is a it was a big week for you. So you know we had the Megan Bain stuff earlier in the week, and be honest, until you brought it up, I had already forgotten about it. And then um, I I was planning on bringing in somebody it else because they, all the same they, day, they, by the way, every yeah. single thing happened on the same day. Wow. So I I was planning on bringing somebody else that I'm going to hopefully bring in because they did a great article about the AEW's business and about you know whether or not they're profitable. Like, oh, that's interesting. I want to bring this guy on. And then boom, 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 one after another, Joshi, 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 and I was like. We need Scott. We got Scott's got to explain this stuff to to two idiots like me and JD, um, because we we don't quite understand what's going on in that world, and so we really appreciate you being on. We so uh, follow Scott E Wrestling. Uh, look for the podcast. If you used to listen to us, me, uh, Mike, and JD show on the Fight Game Media feed, that feed still does exist. So uh, look it up on the Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you'll you'll get the Five Star Joshi Show. And then, of course, Scott E does. Yeah, follow follow Scott at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter or on X, whatever we're calling it now. Um, and then you can uh, you can also uh, follow JD and I, and then make sure that you're a subscriber to uh, the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel on the Mike and JD Show YouTube channel. And then if you want premium content, head over to Patreon.com/slash 
the Mike and JD show. We got tons of stuff coming out. Um, we got all kinds of podcasts. JD said he's going to be doing a JD Oliva project here pretty soon. He's got a good idea for that. Um, so lots of stuff coming down the pike, man. JD, line. what you got? I don't know What's... if I have a good idea or not. I'll come up with something. Okay, <laughs> you, you made the face like you wanted to say something. Um... Dude, we had a we had a lot. Of, we've had some good responses to our uh, both our NWA um <clears throat> monopoly episode right we did some yeah. super deep dive on that the old nwa monopoly from the 1950s story when the uh, government looked into that we also got some stuff we also got a, i got a lot of really good feedback from our hall of fame when mike and i were just free willing like we imagine like what if we had hall of fame votes we don't but like <laughs> if we did what would we do so yeah that was good yeah. stuff about both yeah, yeah, tons of good stuff. And then I'll be back this weekend with a brace for impact, of course. Um, because uh tonight, man, tonight on, on uh TNA Impact, I guess due to guess the main event, something everybody needs to watch. I have not watched it yet, but uh Alex Shelley versus Jonathan Gresham. So everybody's saying that that's one of the ones that need to go out of the way to watch. And of course, next week is Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. So lots of cool stuff coming for the Brace for Impact podcast. But uh hey guys, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, so like I said, make sure that you are a subscriber to the channel. Uh, give us a big thumbs up, throw down a comment, all that good stuff. And until next week, mahalo. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick is the click. So I hope you watch your A game. A man, no way. From the track when we unite is thick. This isn't A game. Better bring your A game. Competition starting to get thick is the click. So I hope you watch your A game. A man, no way. From the track when we Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks.